time for the Five Side Podcast. We're at uh, Thursday already. Time flies when you're having fun. Um, yesterday, the Scotland squad for the Euros was announced. Uh, we'll get on to that later. But for now, before we run out of time, um, talk over the playoff games from the last couple of nights. Um, just after... Yeah, just after we left you on Monday, uh, Edinburgh City took on Dumbarton. And boy, everyone was wrong, apart from Dewar, because Dumbarton did uh, take them to town, pretty much. Mm-hmm. A 3-1 win for Dumbarton in the first leg. Um, yeah, deserve 3-1 winning end. Well, and Billy doesn't uh, look well, I think they, they got the rub of the green from some of the decisions, but... Uh... Oh, well, yeah, you have to. No, they still deserve it, though. I, I think they had a, a lot, a lot more chances in the game. The course of ninety minutes, I think they deserved their win. Yeah, they rubbed the green. It was a, it was a very good goal from Edinburgh City to, um, to put them ahead. And uh, yeah, yeah. And then, then the button got the yeah. rub of the green. Yes, uh, I agree. No, you. Well, I mean, did you know? Did you not see the decision where the guy got booked for diving um, when he was clearly? You know, I thought. I, well, I thought all round it was a a poor performance for a playoff final, um, and hopefully tonight with a competent man behind the wheel, we should see Edinburgh City uh, win the game. I think. I think they will. I don't think the button nothing special. But are you talking a poor, a poor, a poor that performance? Is, uh, who I was that? referring to? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, well, it's going to be difficult for Edinburgh City tonight, and they are coming back from a two-goal deficit, um, and they are away from home this time. Dumbarton will have fans in. Yeah, but they'll be silent because that to spy them on, keep them up. Bloody matriarch Stewart will not have any fun. Should I just think, tell them to sit there and shut up. I think it, it's safe to say that uh, most of us, apart from Billy, um will be uh, brainy enough to figure out that Dumbarton should be safe here. Hey, you don't know. You haven't heard the predictions and we all thought they were going to lose the first leg. So. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> we're not that. I thought well, it would draw. You never know as with predictions, to be fair, sir. And I thought I thought it was odd for it, to be honest, to him when Edinburgh City went 1-0 up. Yeah, we were I, wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> So, but it was it was exactly. it was one each at one point, exactly. Ferg, So you were right for, for that that oh, period was, of time. When it was one 0 we were all no, no, because you did no one predicted one 0 I don't think. And Matt did. Fuck off, Matt. Well, Matt did. Yep. There, um, you there you have it. Yep. Yep. That, if the game ended after insert um, minute before the Barton's first goal, I would have got five. The fifty second minute, you would have got five yeah, points. So if the game after, I call it half time. Yeah. But yeah, it's a it's a big big Dead task ahead for Edinburgh City tonight if they they want to try. That's and... what I heard. Yeah, dead in... well, they actually are. They are pretty <laughs> dead in Edinburgh City. Yeah, Christ. Yeah. It would it would have been nice yeah, to see them get promoted. Thank and... just over over the cape. Like yes, in general, uh, Dumbarton are going to be a better better team anyway. Jogger. Yeah. Billy again doesn't look convinced. Well, I think oh, after well a, I think I think after a three-one well. win, I can't really have any complaints that Dumbarton are the better team, um, and they'll likely go out again and win tonight. 
Well, if they get the if they get the rubber the green, yes, they will win. If they get the rubber the green, oh, you've not, at least you've can not we, Can we remove him actually? Um, yeah, but I don't, we, didn't, we found out something yesterday that Billy has a massive Edinburgh City fan. Um, I like apparently. all the teams that play in black and white, to be um, fair. Um, yeah, yep. Like Kelly. Big fan of Kelly, Austin is he? Fairman. Uh, next up on um, Bad at Maths Tuesday night, um, Airdrie hosted Morton. And uh, again, I think. Yeah, people were predicting uh, Airdrie to win that one. Draws uh, was not to be. Morton left it very, very late. And uh, they did come away 1-0 winners in that one after 94 minutes before the goal went in. This is uh, this is one I do see uh, turning around in the second leg. I do see Airdrie coming out stronger. Um well, the, Martin will have the the capital loyal behind them. Um, yeah, they're probably twelve year olds. Maybe, but yeah, I've not seen them in a while. But, um, but uh, I do think that uh, Airdrie will be too much for them tonight. Or yeah, not tomorrow. tonight. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow night. I mean, someone should have phoned the police on Tuesday night because it was a daylight bloody robbery that occurred. I don't know how Martin stole the game. They stole it. Um, by scoring one and uh, Airdrie scored yeah. nil. Airdrie should have scored more, but uh, unfortunately there was a, a lot of stoppage time added on. Not allowed. They, they did have chances, to be fair. They just never took them. Well, they should have won, in my opinion, but opinion well, they didn't mean much. They didn't win. He, he, he's coming out all these opinions that just, just are... His, his, well, his opinion, Airdrie should have got the win in that well, match, but they didn't score a goal. So how can you say they How can you say someone should have won? It's well, not like it's a, a bo- it's not like it's a boxing match. It's not like it's a boxing match that's gone to decision and you can go, oh that's unfair, that guy should have won. That's what happens when I draw, they get the panel. Yeah, you have to put yeah. the ball in the net to win a game of football and they <laughs> put the ball in the net. I'm just uh, to dumb it down for you, but no, that, that would make it exciting. Better, by the way. A, a judging panel, if a game finishes in a draw, the, the, the judging panel have to come to a decision of who who, who deserves to win. And, 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 who's on, and, and who's on the panel? Oh, it's Billy. And by decision, Billy's given it to Edinburgh City. Oh, and... Yes, yes, I would. <laughs> who got the rub of the green? Didn't have the rub of the yeah. green, I think I'll find. Mm. I, yep. Billy needs yeah. someone to explain football to him before he can... No. He can give his opinions. I know again, how football works. Yeah, I think that's all she wrote for that game. Well, it's not because there is a second leg. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, for that game. Yeah, it's not. It's not like a dead leg. Two teams, like the other yeah. game. No, I think the other one's a dead leg. I don't think, yeah, I don't think the other one's a dead leg. I think if Edinburgh City come out and get a goal early, then they're still at their hundred percent in the tie. They can, they can push on. Um, yeah, I think this one's a wee bit more open though. But um, you never know what can happen. And the the last game that was between our last podcast and it was Kelty Hearts Brecon. Um, shock news. Obviously, Brecon scored a goal. It wasn't enough though. Um, it finished two one to Kilty Hearts, and they play each other again tomorrow night again as well. Sunday, okay. Su- Sunday. But it's going to be the greatest game. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> For some reason, they yeah, got a, a bigger rest than the rest of them. But... Yeah. Well, it was, a, it was a lot of effort to get the ball in the net once. For breaking, yeah. And a lot of yeah. It was a... It was, a, it was quite I a dull and killer kick performance, I would say. And they probably deserved to... Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Probably deserved more from the game than just a, a, a one-goal win. Um, but I do think, like, like Laura, I think Kelly Hearts will come out flying in the second leg against them. Um, I think they have to. It's sort of one of those things. You're pushing for promotion out of the Lowland League. You want to beat Breek, although Breakin are, well, Breakin aren't very good, so you want to take advantage of that. And you've just you've won the first leg. You've won it by a goal. Um, you don't want to get caught napping in the second leg. Especially away from home when Bree can have their fans in. Yeah. Um, what's left of them? For free. For free. For free, yes. They, they are... A lot of credit for that. That's fair play to Breakin for letting fans in for free, 500 yep. of them. Motherwell giving away season tickets for free. Breakin, one match for free. And Rangers, £7 for the Player of the Year awards. Uh, you'll find they actually reversed Matt, that decision. That changed. Yeah. Oh, did they? Um, they gave them oh, for season that. ticket holders for free. So you oh. take that. Can you buy it if you're not a season ticket holder? You could buy it for seven pounds, which has already <laughs> happened, but you could probably pay like a fiver for highlights if you wanted to see it. <laughs> pay a fiver for highlights. Highlights. Oh god, Tab's picked that award up very well there, hasn't he? Like half time show type thing. Uh, <laughs> it's like a Super Bowl, sure. but um, less than ten. Uh, yeah, it's Just like the, the Super Bowl where they'll chuck the fucking Player of the Year awards about and decide who gets them at the end. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> then at half time, they did it. Let me put it past them. Um, yeah, three games. Uh, mostly what we expected, really. Um, It'll be two. Two of them will be good games, and the other one will be simple for the Martin um, to stay up. You know what? Oh, they lose now. It would be hilarious, wouldn't it? No, but they won't. I had no horse in that race until no. now. I hope Breakin win. <laughs> I hope Breakin win. It'd be hilarious. No, Matt, think, not, not a I single sweat. Have can too win. good a team. We've got too good a team to be breaking. Yeah, breaking, breaking our dog shit, okay? No, they're not poor on a form. Poor on a form for the last three years. Poor on a form. Yep, so that that brings us on to the predictions, which um, starts tonight in Dundee. And it's on the TV, everyone. Sky Sports for the relegation playoff between Dundee and Kilmarnock. And uh, I'm assuming every <clears throat> single one of us uh, want a Dundee one tonight. Yeah. Well, we don't. Like, it's still to be confirmed which team it is because Sky are still having issues with the badge. Mm-hmm. But I believe it is Dundee. Uh, uh, you think there'd be someone employed by Sky that knows the difference between Dundee and Dundee United? That's a specific role. The guy's just away on holiday. What the, the like, specific... It's like getting the Man United and Man City badge mixed up. Is that Dundee or Dundee? No, I'm pretty United sure. I'm pretty sure once they had it, it was like Man United playing Man City, and they had the Celtic badge and the Aberdeen badge on the screen. Like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> I just don't think they know football. <laughs> they just don't uh-huh. care. That's a problem. Yeah. But, <laughs> 
would it would it make make it less confusing for them if Dundee changed the name to Dundee City? Looking so, forward so to they... Shanklin playing tonight. I hope it's a good game. Yeah. I think Nicky Clark's going <laughs> to score a hat trick. Well, what a save by Seagrass. I don't care who scores as long as it's not. Come yep, on, Craig, let us know how many nil it's going to be to Dundee. Well, you know Dun- who will be scoring now? Jason Cummins will be scoring three uh, in a, in a comfortable three in a win for Dundee. Dundee United, Craig. Cheers. Uh, he may, I don't know, he's yeah, transferred for this game. <coughs> Score draw, 1-1. One, one. Are we doing the predictions? Yes, I said yeah. we're doing oh, the predictions. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna surprise a few here. One, three, to Um So it's a surprising predicting the Premier. I mean, surprise you guys with the scoreline. Where's the first Dundee. 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 Just, We've Dundee. had this conversation. Dundee. Dundee. I know, but I just um tired. Uh. One each. Um, yeah, no shock that uh, Jonathan Afalabi is going to get a double hat trick, and it's going to be seven oh. nil. Kamarnik, not Kamarnik oh. Dundee. Who's who's getting the seventh goal? Yeah. Um, Try yeah next up, someone needs to learn what a capital letter is. <laughs> but it is uh, Dumbarton v Edinburgh City. Um, I'll go for 2-1 to Dumbarton. I'll go for 2-1 to Edinburgh City. Uh, you would. Um, 3-1 Dumbarton. Uh, probably 1-0 Dumbarton. Um, I'll, I'll say 2-0 Dumbarton. Edinburgh City are dog shit. <laughs> Throwing all the dog... Every team's dog shit tonight, okay. Uh, Morton v Airdrie. Seen that with that top one. You're seeing that with that top one. Just a plain t-shirt. Craig. Morton Airdrie. I'm thinking. Don't do that too much. You'll hit your head. Uh, two, two, one to Airdrie. Uh, I'm gonna go for one nil Airdrie. Uh, I'm gonna say one nil Morton. Two all. Um, two one Morton. Uh, yes, the weekend brings us the Scottish Cup final. Um, that's crept up on us. It's St Johnson v Hibs. It's going to be an absolute cracker. We hope. And um, yeah, prediction, oh, yeah. Craig. Oh, it's going to be a big shame for, uh, that that now the the winner of the cup is not guaranteed group stage football next year, and um, they have to win one tie to be able to get that. So, might bring a downer in some of the teams, but I'm sure they they'll still be up for it, massively. Um, and St Johnson will get the cup double with a comfortable two 0 victory. Uh, I think this is going to be an absolute snooze fest. Um, you're going to be sitting in the sofa with your a pint in your hand or your cup of tea whatever your preferences on a Saturday afternoon and you'll be falling asleep because I think it's going to be a score draw 1-1 but a very boring 1-1 you're having something else in your hand I hope St Johnson do it but I think Hibs are going to burst their bubble 3-1 Hibs yeah I'd like St Johnson to win I just don't think I can see it Um. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go two nil. Two nil tabs. Oh, I think it's, it's going to be a good game. I think uh, Billy's talking a load of shite tonight for some fucking yeah. bizarre reason. Really? Yes, no. Billy's talking absolute fucking through his butthole tonight. So, um, no. Well, yeah, exactly. We'll let him away being the only one predicting a draw here. I'd love St. Johnson to do it. I don't know. I really do not know. Um, I think it's going to be it's going to be really close, really tight. Um, three one to Hibs. In the end, though, um, that takes us to Sunday. I think someone said, and it's Brecon taking on Kelty Hearts. Yeah, like I said, Kelty Hearts would be far too much here. Going to be a final victory for them. I'm going to go for a, a shock result. I'm going to go Brecon two, Kelty Hearts one. Um. <clears throat> One nil, Kelty Hearts. I don't know. I want breaking to win. Um, <laughs> yeah, but then, then you I, agree I really... with Billy, who's talking through his arse. So yeah, it's not through his arse, but uh, I think one nil to breaking. Um, gonna, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go for the infinite, infinite. Uh, fuck me, infamous. What infamous. <laughs> score draw? One each. Or draw infinity each, yeah. Um, last game, obviously, it will be both the last game, which will be before our next podcast, uh, will be Kelly Dundee. But we're gonna give everyone the benefit of the doubt and allow them to see the game tonight before they make a prediction for the next leg. Yeah, that's so the 6 0 win for Dundee tonight. Um, they're probably, probably yeah. uh, 7 0, they're probably going to rest their team. Maybe I'll win each or something. Yes. That's that done. Playoff football is <laughs> done talking about. Oh, um, so. Uh, saddest news Craig's just shared with us that um, Craig Murr's uh, moved to Darvel FC. So sad. Yeah, it's. Um, it's quite a strange move because, like Matt just said, he's only twenty six. I thought he was older than that. He's thirty. Yeah, he's had a he's had a lot of injuries. He's had a he's had a big injury. Career. The last thing of significance um, I remember him doing was uh, falling over and booting someone behind him to get sent off. Um, that was a good one. And uh, no, he punched he punched Bill Emotionally once. That was to be fair. It's not a big party. not a big loss for Air. You know, somebody that spent more time on the medical table rather than on the pitch. I think very door. recent. I think very recently, yes. But uh, at one point, at one point, he was. But well, we, if, um, uh, we wish him well. If he was fit, then yeah. If he was fit, he would have been a massive, um, massive help for you this season. It, people always forget that um, in that title winning season for you, Moore um, mm-hmm. got a lot of goals as well. Was as well, Shanky. Really offside goal um, on the last day of the season. Um, yeah, yeah we don't talk about it. Uh, we would have won the league anyway. We won two now. To be fair, going to Darfur, they've pumped a yeah, shitload yeah. of the money in, you know, so money talks. Yeah, they money are. Money talk. Yeah. Um, money, 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 oh, money. Final thing, yeah. Uh, we've also, also had two... What? Oh, no, we've got, we've got um, two partnerships oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, was, yeah, for teams gonna... in Scotland. This We've got Hibs and mm. Brighton. 
and uh, fantastic what a great uh, bit of business this is um from both parties i have to say you know when you look at burnley you look at air burnley you know have established themselves as a premier league team um and when you look at obviously you know where they came from you know they were one of the smaller end teams in the in the table and this is a great move from their new owners alk capital who took control of the club in december um obviously i was uh fortunate enough to speak to burnley chairman alan pace and this is what he had to say um this is an exciting opportunity for us to grow burnley's footprint and profile in every corner of the british isles and um, obviously they have made partnerships with uh, other um countries uh, teams within uh, the european uh, the european the uk countries um, and, you know, they'll be working with some fantastic clubs, you know, got, it's a great partnership for all uh, parties involved. And, you know, I look forward to working with Burnley and with Alan personally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Billy just continuing to talk through his arse tonight. Um, yeah. I, no, I guess. <laughs> those listening, I, he didn't have an interview. No, yeah. Um, I think they fucking know mean? that. Jesus Christ. What have you been Burnley today? I think it's it, it, it's good for air to have that because that get, it, it gives you scouting knowledge and things will also be passed on from the other teams. I think it's um, yeah. I'm not even going to try and pronounce it. Yeah, but some Welsh mob. Yeah, you've got Landudno, Cobramblers, Bramblers, Portadown, the Ch- uh, Northern Irish. Yeah. them. Does this mean that you have to start selling Carling? Yes, I uh-huh. think so. In their new social, in their new social uh, hub, that's no, where we're no, going to no. sell. But you can't. They're good in the social. Uh, well, hub. I've got. Um, Air not making very uh, good moves on the pitch this season, but they've uh, made some excellent moves off the pitch well, uh, this postseason so far. The new, well, the new additions to the board. I think that's a, a really, you know, they've got people now that actually know how to run a business. Yeah. And, you know, shrewd investors and people with business knowledge and expertise, and we seem to be making the right steps. You know, I look forward to, you know seeing what this partnership brings to, to both parties. Yeah. Hopefully it's uh, onwards and upwards for um, One final thing. Aberdeen's Lewis Ferguson handed in a transfer, a written transfer request this week. Uh, the club promptly tweeted out that they had instantly rejected this. Um, but, and his, his agent has since come out and said that uh, it's disgrace, disgraceful the way that they've handled the situation. Yeah, um, his agent seems fond to get him out of the club. I think I I seen somewhere that Lewis Ferguson was happy to to sign a new contract for a a pay rise. It would also mean Aberdeen could get more money. Um, because I feel like Aberdeen probably know that he's he's not here to stay. Uh, they just want to try and get the right amount of money for him. Um, but his agent was um, very against this. Uh, I have seen that supposedly his agent is the same agent that Scott McKenna had to had a similar situation at one point. So. Um, I think I think his agent's probably right to be unhappy about it because he could sign a contract and then they go, "Yeah, guess what? Fuck you!" Like essentially. Yeah, it's a tough one too when you when you sign a contract to when the club knowingly get you to sign a contract where they know that they're planning to sell you still um, is a tough one. But, I mean, if you've signed on a contract, you'd get a pay rise still, so it's not, it wouldn't have been the end of the world. Um, 
even if he didn't go this window, he maybe went would go next summer. I was going to um, um, say it was fair play to Aberdeen knocking back um, the apparent bid. I've seen reports it was one point two million. I've heard other people saying it's one point two up to two million, and it's it's actually quite refreshing to see um, like a young talent um, not being sold. Yeah, for but they'll only knock it back up. for so long. Like, yeah. I think a couple extra yeah. million would be away, but I think I think um, you look at the current bid would be a bit of an. Insult. You look at the Scottish market and John McGinn. He was only sold for what three million when he went, and when he left, I think he was better than Lewis Ferguson is now. So, have you look? Yeah, but he left. Uh, was, was Aston Villa not in the yeah. Championship when he left? So, you've got to remember Lewis Ferguson's going to the, mm-hmm. the bid supposedly from a Premier League club, and um, it's reported it as Watford anyway. Um, so they've they've got more than enough money to also feel cop like up another couple of million for them, unless they're expecting to lose players this transfer window. He's young, though. He's young, but I, it's I a good signing for the. Probably about right. I don't. Think, I can't. Mm-hmm. I think uh, their their valuations. You know, fair. in a, a post pandemic world where finances are tighter and there's more shrewd spending, I, I, you can't have teams going over and above the market value for players now. It's just not feasible for clubs. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't feel that is over and above. I feel like if, if it was an, if it was Watford buying a similar stature of player from another English club, they would be paying double that. They'd be paying. That, that's what that's what my point was him. about the Scottish market. If you look in recent years, like a player as good as John McGinn, yeah, I know he only went to a Championship side at the time, but Aston Villa have a lot. Aston Villa have a lot of money as well. And if they were to buy someone of yeah, they do. They've got money. Then it, would, it would be like ten times the price. But that it's just it's the Scottish market. Just that's the way it is, and you you get lowballed into the point where a player is like, oh, these clubs want to buy me, and they end up just running down their contract, and teams get nothing for them. So it'll it'll, it'll go so it'll go so far yeah. before Aberdeen basically say, yeah, we'll take that then. There's also um, according to the tabloids today, significant interest from uh, Rangers to try and sign him. Um, it seems Rangers' philosophy in the last couple of years is any decent player from Aberdeen will take him. Um, which, yeah, we'll, we'll take any young, good, good young players you have, uh, and we'll give you like our like. They're still a wee bit young, but they weren't as good as the young players we got um, from you. It would certainly be interesting because. Um, he wouldn't get in the Rangers starting eleven. He'd probably be a rotational player. For but a couple of years. with um, under the right coaching and um, with Ryan Jack doesn't recover from injuries, he probably would get some minutes for sure. Yeah, I'm sure he'd get some minutes this year, def- uh, definitely. And then it'd be it's one of those players where. You- I'm sure he's more than capable in a couple of years' time to be pushing for first-team football for a Rangers, a Celtic, or even one of the, the Premier League clubs. He's not a million miles away well. just now. No. No, he's not. Um, very good player. I can expect to see him in the, the Scotland squad in the near future as well, um, even though we are um, overloaded in the midfield positions yeah, right now. Uh, if, any, if there's any good young prospects out there that are uh, that are midfielders uh, training in our position. Yeah. Centre half, <laughs> yeah, we do need to go centre half. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yep. Back all hard. So, yeah. I think that brings us on no, it doesn't. to. Oh, it doesn't. No. Oh, um, well, it doesn't
or doesn't. Yeah, we're on a on a time scale. Um, it takes us lovely onto yesterday's <clears> announcement <throat> of the Scotland squad. Don't fucking try and do my job, you wee fucking dick. It takes us nicely on to um, yesterday's announcement of the Scotland squad for the Euros. Um, little under a month until until the big day, until our first game. Uh, <clears throat> it's all getting very real. It's sinking in that we're we're going to a major tournament for the first time in all of our lifetimes. Well, Except apart from Matt. But, Matt. Yeah, but he was, really, was barely alive, so it doesn't really count. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he remembers um, it very so well. Run you through that squad now, uh, although we're all aware of it. But uh, goalkeepers that were called up: David Marshall, Craig Gordon, John McLaughlin. Um, no complaints there from any of us. What we expected. Very uh, much. Defenders. Big list of defenders we've got. <laughs> got Andy Robertson, the captain. He was always going to be there. Kieran Tierney, Declan Gallagher, Scott McKenna, Liam Cooper, Stephen O'Donnell, Grant Hanley. Greg Taylor, Nathan Patterson, well, and Jack Hendry. Um, yeah, maybe. I don't think there's any surprises there, really. Nathan maybe, Patterson, yeah, I guess, you I could think, class that as a surprise. I think I said in my last podcast, I was pretty sure he wouldn't get called up. Uh, you, you did. But... Yeah, I got one to them, by the way. I was in favour. Um, I just didn't think he would. Yeah. Circumstances of. of yeah. Um, Circumstances good, probably, good. probably led everyone to thinking he wouldn't get called up, but. I think he's worth a call up, especially for just even if he doesn't. I think he will play, but something, some part in it. Even if he doesn't play very much, just yeah. that experience of being in the squad, gelling with the squad. Because I reckon in the next, like by the end of this year, he'll be in the squad, like pretty much full time when it whenever Scotland squads get called up. Really, I think you've got to think about yeah. it if you want O'Donnell. <laughs> Who's a donkey, or if you want Patterson, I don't think it's difficult. I feel it's harsh on a donut. He's, 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 he's played he's really done, well for Scotland. He's done yeah. well for Scotland. He's, yeah. I think it's fair to say anyone that, that mm. got as qualified as a donkey. I mean, so he, they, he, they he, might. He put, may not be the no, best players, but they tried. Mick Burney, but he got as. It didn't really. Stephen O'Donnell put in a crucial ball. Stephen O'Donnell put in a crucial ball. A couple of times for for crucial goals and and getting us to the Euros. So to he say did. that he didn't do anything is a bit a bit harsh on him. Oh, I never said he never done anything. I think in terms of ability, um, I don't even think it's close. In terms of ability, he's our he's our, our our best right back um, in that position that we've actually yeah. seen do it for the national team. Nathan Patterson, he's he, yeah. we've only I mean well, yeah, in terms I, of ability, I only, but that. we've never I seen him do Tierney it. Would be... but he, no, no, a better okay. right back than we're talking. We'll get on to our teams after we've done such a in the squad. Anyway, um, I think we're, we're all fairly happy with the fact that Nathan Patterson's there. No one's disputing that. Um, we are, yes. I think the only, the only one that anyone would dispute really from the defenders is possibly Craig Taylor. Uh, no one really thinks he's too many three left backs, yeah, even though Tierney's probably going to play half. As soon as he was announced, I didn't think he was going to get announced. As soon as he got announced, I thought. Well, that just means that Kieran Tierney's there on the on the left back list on the centre half list. Uh, yeah. Ultimately, there's folks saying that he'd maybe called up Josh uh, Josh Josh Doig instead of uh, Greg Taylor. He's had a better season than Taylor, but it's one of those ones where it's probably. I don't, even though I don't know how old Josh Doig does anyone know? Is he as young yeah. as that? I thought he was eighteen. Eighteen. I was, it was like. 
if it came to it and Robertson did get injured, would you rather have Greg Taylor filling in or Josh yeah. Doig? Probably with Taylor right, um, Taylor right now. Oh. I'd actually probably imagine it to you and he would move over to the yeah, left back. Uh, before uh, we get bogged down, uh, midfielders, uh, John McGinn, Cal McGregor, Scott McTominay, Stuart Armstrong, David Turnbull and Billy Gilmore. No one else. Um, oh wait, no, sorry. And John sorry, Fletch. John Fuckwit apparently is what's written here uh, in front of me. I did not write it, so John I did Fleck not take credit for all the listeners here. You know, Sheffield United midfielder John oh. Fleck. Relegated Sheffield United midfielder John Fleck. I don't think that's like, that hey. really matters. I don't think... I it's it's the only one I'd I feel like about, but when you're actually looking at it, he, he's all he's he had to be in there, didn't he? Like there's no one else you're gonna call up. Like if Ryan, um, yeah, if Ryan Jack, if yes. Ryan Jack was fit, then I don't think John Fleck would have been there. Or yeah, I mean, uh, if Ryan Jack or Kenny McLean was yeah. fit, I don't think he'd have been yeah. there. It's one of those ones where even though even though we've got a lot of um, midfielders like of. Actual like defensive minded midfield or not defensive midfielder like yeah. out and out centre mid yeah out and out centre mid really we've only probably got like three in there you can maybe um, see four yeah and yeah. um, McGregor McTominay I'd, I'd Gilmore put, uh, yeah, and put, McGinn put McGinn as a centre mid as capable Armstrong more of an attacking midfielder David Turnbull more of an yeah, attacking uh, midfielder and so yeah it's not not too much complaints in as people are saying complaints. That, Call up gold over than uh, over them, but that's anyway. Forward list. Uh, Lyndon yeah. Dykes looks like he's going to make it after injury scare. Ryan Fraser again also looks like he's going to make it after injury scare. Kevin Nisbet in the squad as um, I was a bit surprised, but I think it's fair enough that he get gets called up for it. Uh, newcomer. Yeah, yeah. He's had a newcomer Shea Adams made the squad. Uh, James Forrest back from injury, not played a lot for Celtic, but he is back and he's in the squad, and uh, in the forward list. But I'd probably have him in the midfielders list. Uh, Ryan Christie. Yeah. Really, no. As Craig said, no complaints about this squad. I, would, I don't have any complaints. <laughs> yeah. but... Probably the best um, squad that um, I've seen in a long time, where there's not really any players that. Um, You'd have gone. Oh, he's a huge miss to the team. Well, it's obviously not the best squad according yeah. to the Sun. Um, who said Okai the Who? They're all household names. Yeah. Um, household names. Household yeah. names? Question mark. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's the Sun though. Yeah, that, that's what I said. It's the Sun. They're yeah, fucking the arseholes anyway. So. Um, um, that's the title. So of the th- this is our twenty-six man squad. Um, that will be going to the Euros. I say going to the Euros, but um. Two, two of our games are in Glasgow, but we're travelling down to England uh, for yeah. our training. Wow. And we're also going on a, a warm weather training warm camp. Warm weather in training Spain, in camp in Spain, followed by two friendlies: uh, one in Portugal against the Netherlands, and one in Luxembourg against Luxembourg. Before our first match of the Euros at home to the Czech Republic. Yeah, I think the Netherlands won. It'll be an interesting one to see how we do go up against like a, a top team. Um, and Netherlands, they, they won't be at their best. I know Van Dyke's already ruled himself out for their squad, so 
They're, but they still have a good enough squad, and but I do think that on Scotland's day we could beat the Netherlands. I, I think, even though it's just yeah, friendly, it doesn't mean too much. Too much into the friendlies. I don't. Th- I, no. I don't think they'll be a they'll, good. Indi- I think they'll be an okay indication. I don't think they'll. Let's say if we lose three one to the Netherlands and then beat Luxembourg two 0 I don't think let's let's not throw to panic stations. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Um, yeah. Swift. Um, uh, well, move us on from this conversation for now, um, because. We're we're working well. Jura's working to a short time frame here, um. So I'll just quickly explain this. That we've all with the squad available. No one's done anything nuts and started including people that aren't in the squad. Um, we've all with the squad available, written down our own preferred uh, starting lineup for the first game against the Czech Republic. <laughs> um. And we'll just I'll let Jure ring off his and his reasoning behind it because he does have to leave very soon. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh, so I'm playing a four four three two one. Um and that's obviously the hero that is David Marshall. Um I don't think anyone could really argue with that. <laughs> um at right back, Nathan Patterson. Um obviously if you've listened to any of the podcasts so far, you'd understand my reasoning behind that. Um, center half. Um, <laughs> please stop changing my team. Um, <laughs> center half is Jack, Jack Hendry. Obviously, um, good season in Oostend. I think he's played really well. I actually seen his game the other night. Um, didn't play too badly. Um, left back. Oh, sorry, other centre-half, uh, Kieran Tierney. Uh, I don't think anyone could argue. Probably Scotland's best player, in my opinion. And that's coming from big staunchy McGee himself. Um, Left-back, Andy Robertson. Uh, no one can argue. He's, he's pretty good. Uh, midfield, Man United, Scott McTominay. Feel he does a shift anywhere. Um, been quite impressive at Man United this year. I prefer him in the midfield, um, comparative to playing in the defence. So, um, I think I think he's a lot better playing CDM than he is centre half. Uh, Billy Gilmore, uh, perhaps a controversial one for some. Um, obviously, anyone that's seen Chelsea in in the last couple of weeks has seen the quality he possesses. Um, whether he'll get game time. Um, who knows? Obviously, I would like to see him get an opportunity against the Netherlands and um, we can take it from there. Um, Cal Mc- then next up, Cal McGregor. Um, I feel he's actually been one of Celtic's better players this season. Um, obviously, perhaps might be Celtic's captain next season, depending on how it goes. Um, quite a good guy to have, quite a good leader. Um and uh, then I've got two cams. Uh, John McGinn, obviously, um, and I watch Premier League. He's pretty consistent. Um, and we've got Ryan Christie. Um, I know I've given him a slagging um, previous podcasts, but um, I do think on his day he is a very good player. Um, in, a Sc- in a Scotland top, he does um, play extremely well. Um <clears throat> and up top, um, 
Che Adams. I, I don't think that would differentiate with anyone. Um, good to see him playing for Scotland and scoring goals. So, yep. Here's my team. Shut up, this sweet. What a man. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone's really going to argue with you about it that much. Maybe Craig. Me, I mean, if you want me to read my team next, it's uh, pretty much the exact same. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? Um, apart from your right back, no, I think. Is that it? Yeah. No, thank you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Apart from the right back, which Craig's included, uh, Stephen O'Donnell. That... Yeah, that, that, that's why I mean, you are the. The elite uh, football managers. You know what they say, those drinking pick football teams. Both of them have been drinking. Drew's just fallen on the floor. Yes. Um, <laughs> someone else who's gone reasonably similar, Billy, but I'm sure he's got reasoning behind some of his picks because they are a little bit different. Yeah, I've went slightly different. Um, you know, I've went Dave Marshall goals, you know, that was a fairly straightforward choice. Um, Andy Robertson at left back um, again standard choice and then the centre half pair and I went for uh, Jack Henry and Kieran Tierney now this was probably a debate I had I was, did I put in Declan Gallagher and then play a five at the back or did I play them as a four and leave out Robertson I don't think you can leave out Robertson you know I know he's maybe not had you know consistently great performances for Scotland but as the captain so I think he does have to stay in the team, um, but I think out the centre halves that if you, I have shoehorn Tierney in, to be honest. Um, but I think the the kind of best of the rest this season for me has been Jack Henry. I think he's he deserves his place. Um, in that, and then at right back, I've went for Patterson over O'Donnell. Um, uh, yeah, O'Donnell's tried and tested with the. The national squad, but for me, Patterson offers so much more going back forward, coming back. He just offers a different dynamic, a different you know quickness, a different something, something we haven't seen in a long time from uh, you know such a young player. You know something that's okay. He's made mistakes, to, you know, off the pitch, but you know for me, I think he deserves his chance. And I, I think you know if he puts in the performances in the friendlies. Um, I think Steve Clark, as long as he's opened his eyes, he'll, he will see that he is the right man to go right back um, for that. I've went for a 4-2-3-1. The next two in centre midfield are Billy Gilmore and Scott McTominay. I think they can be very fluid. They can play as centre DMs. They can push up a bit if we've got an attack. Very, very fluid. But I prefer Gilmore to be the whole midfielder. I think when he plays that role for Chelsea, you know, his range of passing, his movement, you know, his finding space, finding passes is... It is up there with, with you know, the, you know, with the top players in the, in the country, um, and then this is where I've I've went a bit different. I've went for a three-one at the top, um, playing a cam, a, a left mid, left wing kind of player, and a right mid, right wing. Um, if Fraser's fit, I'm having Ryan Fraser in the left mid, left wing. Um, I think he's, um, our best winger on his day, um, but obviously there is the injury doubt he might not get in, so I do have James Forrest as the substitute, but James Forrest would be starting it regardless because he is my first choice right wing um, player. 
Um, and then if you know Fraser is injured, then have Ryan Christian the right wing um, as his replacement. John McGinn as Cam. I think John McGinn as Cam is a it's a no brainer. It's he's an absolutely he, he showed that in the games that he played um, in the last international break that he can make that role his own. And up top, Che Adams. I don't think there's any real debate. Um, there's nobody else really that you could put up there as a standout lone striker. Um, possibly Dykes, but I think Adams offers more at a higher level. Yeah, definitely. Not really much you could complain about that team. I know it's different than the ones that we've put, but um, we mean to put, but it's similar in a way. Um, a few differences. I feel like that's but, more yeah. closer to what I think Steve Clark would do, only because I think he likes Ryan Fraser. I think if, if he was to play a four at the back, that's yeah. probably close to what yeah, he'd do. I have a wingers, like, I think, or mid, I think like, wide mid midfielder. Yeah, if he plays a four yeah. at the back, I think yeah. he'll play wingers. So yeah. I think if, if assuming he'll play a four, which I haven't picked, um, then I think that'll probably be pretty much nailed on what he'll go for. Yeah, I'd quite like that. He, he might, he might I think, change um, that midfield. I don't know if he's likely to chuck Billy Gilmore in from the start. In such a like, well, what is such a big game for Scotland? See how the friendlies go. Yeah. yeah. Hey, the I think Billy Gilmore hundred percent has the ability to yeah. do it. It's just where Steve Clark's got, got the bottle to There's prove. No question, it. he's got the talent to 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 prove it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it will just be weighing on Steve Clark's mind. Like he's not he's not got international experience. So, so. always a tough yeah. As it's always a, always a tough one to make your international debut well, at a major friendly. tournament. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it's not really, it's not yeah, his it's full debut. Yeah. That, you, need, you know. Um, um. So yeah, it's like yeah. it's gonna be a tough uh, one for Matt, who's gone for the the five at the back, and he's gonna run run uh, us through that one. Well, you dare start editing my players. Um, <laughs> goalies, everyone else. David Marshall. I think there's gonna be no the the penalty hero has to stay in the squad. I've went for a back five which is the only difference between me and everyone else from the looks of it. Nathan Patterson at right back. I think he offers more across the board than Stephen O'Donnell does himself. Um, Jack Hendry, Grant Hanley and Kieran Tierney are the two centre-halves. If you told me I had to take Grant Hanley out and put in Declan Gallagher, I would probably be okay with that, though. I think Jack Hendry's performances this season, he he's there regardless. It's like a toss-up for me between putting in Gallagher and... Hanley, but I've went for Hanley, and then Kieran Tierney, and at that left centre back position, because he's played that before for Scotland, and he's played well, which means that we've got then got Andy Robertson at left back. I would rather have Kieran Tierney at left back, but I understand that Tierney's a lot more versatile and can actually play that position better. So I think that'll suit us more. Um, two centre mids, seems two centre mids. A lot of us have picked, which is um Scott McTominay and Billy Gilmore. Again, I probably agree with Bill that it's going to work out that Billy Gilmore will probably drop in and control the possession, play out from a bit of a deeper role because his range of passing is probably better than McTominay's. Um, McTominay's a very good player, but um, Gilmore's got that talent that I think will help us. I've got two attacking midfielders, John McGinn and Ryan Christie. I think those two picks pretty much pick themselves. McGinn, probably the, the best Scotland performer of the last couple of years, I'd say. Definitely the most goals. And Ryan Christie, even though, again, he has had a shaky season, I think he offers the most quality in that position, sitting in, not as a number 10, but just as that sort of dual attacking midfield role where he can go back if needed. And 
yeah, Shea Adams as well. I think he has to start as striker. I think he's probably the only player that I trust one-on-one the goalkeeper out of our forwards. So I think he picks himself into the squad. Yep. Um, yep. Ah, uh, sorry. Me and Craig are just trying to uh, communicate yeah. there through a spreadsheet uh, by figuring out what we think Steve Clark will do. But um, I mean, if if that if I was going for five at the back, I would. Uh, I wouldn't argue. I couldn't really pick anything else that you have picked there, Matt. To be honest, I would agree with that in its entirety. I quite. I just. I like the way we have played sometimes with the five. I think it really depends on the opponent as well, because mm-hmm. the five basically becomes a four when you give Tierney the freedom. To yeah, move. it has to be a five like, with the. Well. Yeah, I think it has to be a five with the view to being able to play four. Yeah. If you know what I mean. I think you know, we can play like a four because we've seen before that Tierney has a little bit of freedom mm-hmm. to overlap Roberts, knowing that he's covered in at that centre half position. Well, that's what I think. I think if he yeah. plays a five, if we play a five, Tierney plays one of the centre-half positions because he can easily yeah. move forward to play yeah. ahead of uh, Robertson. Essentially. Uh, essentially a winger, basically, yeah, if he needs to. Um, uh, for me, I've gone, for mine, I've went for a 4-4-2 four, 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 diamond sort of thing. Could be a 4-2. I mean, I was very sort of like confused as to what I was doing but um, like everyone David Marshall and Nets obvious choice mm-hmm. he's the one that essentially got us here through the pl- the penalty shootouts, penalty shootouts uh, so yeah give him that one um, Stephen O'Donnell just purely for that experience I'm not 100% sold on Nathan Patterson yet just playing so little senior games for Rangers kind of does give me that worry that he, we've not seen enough of him, but he does deserve to be in the squad because when we have seen him playing, he has been very good. So, yeah, Stephen O'Donnell there for that experience. Um, Jack Hendry, a standout performer in the Belgian league. Um, everyone's talking about him over there. He's been phenomenal and just there was a recent video of him uh, screaming at, I think it was one of the wingers of the fullback um, for Oostend. Because they conceded a late goal that caused the cost them a win. Um, just that passion, that sort of drive, that determination to win games is something I think we need. And I think he's certainly progressed uh, in the last year or so, and he's got that quality now and that composure, professionalism. Um, Grant Hanley alongside him, probably maybe a bit controversial, but I don't know. I think he's I think he's quite good and he'll be very confident after coming off his season with Norwich. He could be swapped out for really anyone, any of the other uh, centre half. Liam Cooper, he's he's been fairly decent as well, so he could go in there. But I've gone for Grant Hanley. He's a big, big, scary face to see if you're a, a striker running through or trying to hit like win a header. So yeah. Uh, left back, like Jure said, the Scotland's best player probably at the moment, uh, Kieran Tierney, is really coming to his own of that, uh, that struggling Arsenal as well. He's just bombs up and down that left wing for fun. Um, his strongest positions at left back could slot into centre half if needed to be to be there. Um, 
likely to be played there because Andy Robertson's the captain, but I've dropped them because I'm ruthless. Then on to our midfield, I've gone for Scott McTominay as your central midfielder, the holding, the sitting midfielder. That's he plays really well. He can also he can also push up the pitch a bit, um, play as a box to box midfielder as well. I think that's something we're really blessed with is versatile midf- midfielders. Really, um, he can play holding. He can play a bit higher up. He's got some shot on him as well. If he does end up finding himself just outside the box, so it's a good one to have. Either side of him, sort of further up in the diamond, I've got Cal McGregor, who's played there countless times for Celtic this season, just on the left-hand side of the, the diamond. And uh, John McGinn, who controversially, I think, uh, is a very good sort of box-to-box midfielder. He does it very well week in, week out for Aston Villa. Because like, they are... They are a lower standard team in the Premier League. He does have to come back and cover defensively and I think he does it very well. Uh, he loves sticking in a big tackle and he can hit a fair shot as well. Um, he can also be swapped and moved if it was to move to a 4 triple 2 um, to play alongside the other cam. And the other cam who I've chosen is David Turnbull. Um, purely because I've got uh, countless, countless amounts of rage for Ryan Christie at the moment, and I couldn't bring myself to putting him on my starting lineup. Um, although it probably Steve Clark will probably start him, but David Turnbull, he's the man for me. He plays so well at Cam. He's a bit less versatile than others. Um, he could play a bit deeper, but I think he does doesn't suit it as well as other players maybe do. And then uh, finally, I've gone for two strikers. And Che Adams and Kevin Nisbet, uh, two new faces really to the squad. But Che Adams, he's a Premier League footballer. He plays really well um, in a sort of two striker formation at Southampton. Scores goals, gets assists. I think he could he could be crucial for our hopes at the Euros. And um, Kevin Nisbet, he knows where the back of the net is. Just don't let him hit penalties. Um, that's what I've gone for. I was very unsure we're doing it, so yeah. Subject to change, I could change my mind in the next week. Um, yeah. While we've all been doing this, uh, me and Craig have tried to uh, go through everyone's squads, but also and put in who's mentioned most, but also sort of think what Steve Clark would do, and we've come up with a uh, well, kind of a starting lineup, but. There's a few ands and ors in there. Just depends. Uh, without a doubt, everyone's agreed on Davy Marshall and Nets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think if he comes out and changes Davy Marshall, he's I think nuts. he's uh, yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's not doing really, an asylum. Yeah, sacked. <laughs> um, it's Steve Clark. I know everyone wants to see Nathan Patterson play, but he's got a level head on him, and uh, I think he'll come out. And, and stick uh, Stephen O'Donnell in. I don't think he's going to risk. Not that it would be a risk, but I don't think he's going to risk that playing Nathan Patterson. I agree. So early on, I agree, but I think yeah. that's the wrong call, in, in my opinion. I also agree. I think it's the wrong call. I think it's just. I, I think certain. Well, from the way I look at it, and I think Steve Clark will probably look at it very similarly. Is just the like the the minimal amount of senior football he's played 
would worry you a little bit. But he does have, he, from what we've seen of him, he does have the quality to play. It's just, from a managerial yeah. point of view, I think Steve Clark would be thinking of it that way. Um, Possibly. A name that appears across everyone's team sheets. Uh, one that would uh, would surprise you if, if we told you at the end of the play, uh, the playoff or getting into the Euros. But uh, it's Jack Hendry. Mm-hmm. I think we're all in agreement that he's the he's the man for the for playing somewhere in the back line. Yes, stand out this season for uh, the Belgian league. So yeah, there's no doubt there. There's no doubt for I me. Think he's out for any of us. I think Steve Clark will probably take okay. the same. Um, next up, uh, this uh, this is sort of the position that's maybe the and the or the but it could be anyone really. It's a centre half. Um, Grant Hanley, Liam Cooper, uh, not Scott Manette, Scott, not Scott McKenna. Stephen Gallagher. Not Scott McKenna. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, you could, you could, you could yeah. have Scott McKenna yeah. in there either, to be fair. Any of those Gallagher. They'll all, yeah. all play a part at some point anyway, I reckon. So, and also, yeah, depends how they fare in training as well, because Steve Clark's going to see that and we're not. Um, last yeah. centre back, and this is a back five, by the way, just to clear that up. Last centre back, Kieran Tierney. I think in a back five, it's a no-brainer to play him because then it does give you that option to change formation. Um, left wing back, Andy Robertson. He's the captain. Um, maybe not quite leader or legend, but you know, he, he'll get the boys fired up, and he knows he knows when, how, uh, he knows how to win. When he's when he's left in the Euros uh, in in July. Uh, yeah. We can be classed as a legend, probably. They all can mm-hmm. be. They'll all get statues. They'll all get statues down Buchanan Street. Mm-hmm. Um, midfield consisting of Scott McTominay, Cal McGregor, John McGinn, in some some form of shape or whatnot, you know? I assume the two sitting behind McGinn in some sense a little bit or McGinn having a little more well, yeah, forward d- role. Then depends whether you're going with yeah. one up front or two up front. He seemed to um, he seemed to like the two up front recently, which is where I think he might play Adams and Dykes yeah. together and it really de- it probably de- drop it Christie. Really depends because um, I mean he could play Christie and have him sort of like he could play him as yeah, a, second as a striker, second striker, but also striker with a view. Yeah. Playing two in behind slash going wider out, but I don't know. It's just clear he's, he's, got, so he's got so many options. I, I wouldn't want there's to be in his shoes. Yeah. I give Steve Clark would be Credit. worrying as well. Just fuck, put him in the bin, Steve. It's fine. Hey, the one thing is, like at this point, I'm looking like if that is a team. For once, I'm looking in, at the bench and I'm thinking. If we are losing, if we're not doing the better. There's a lot of things in the bench we can do to change. You've got Fraser with going with this team. You've got mm-hmm. Fraser, you've got Forrest, you've got Christie, you've got Turnbull, like Nisbet. You've got I, loads of folk in the bench. Yeah, I think our midfielders off change the bench the game completely and... and forwards off the bench are they're not they're not commonly spoken of people, but like they are, they've got quality. They've got that creativity between them to sort. Yeah. Of, Come up with something. James Forrest could be crucial in the Euros if if we're down one goal, like by a goal or something, or just looking to try and add a yeah. second, like a second goal to a lead. It like he's he, and he's a huge, a massive player. He's a very good. Player. If we 
if we do have a one goal lead late on, um, and shoot Armstrong is on the pitch, uh, we just like kick the ball out of play and get him subbed off like as soon as possible, and get someone on the pitch that knows how to fit into Rosie. Play with ten. Stuart Armstrong for me is a a weird one. Like I fully expected him to be in the squad, but when I think about it, I don't see him playing loads of minutes. Um, no, I can see him playing. I, I feel like if you're playing like with two attacking yeah. Matildas and beginning Christie, I can see Armstrong being the next one brought on. Even Turnbull's had a good season, but I still think that Armstrong will be as the the, mm-hmm. the more experienced head. If uh, you need to change it up a bit, it's probably the one that's brought well, on. But you can rotate um, and play him against the smaller teams like England. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, to that, fair, yeah. Um. And because we're going to have like so many games, like yeah. we'll go all the way to the rotation, final, you know, we're going to need rotation. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Small things, um, small things. Um, just, yeah. The, honestly, the only question, only sort of fuck me moment that I had when the squad was announced was said uh, John Fleck. But when you when you yeah. look at it, it's just one of those things that was going to happen when there's no one really else. It's a sort of holding midfielder, yeah, sort of player. Not that John. I don't see John Fletcher as a holding midfielder. He's just more of a a centre mid. He's not. An, yeah, he's not an attacking uh-huh. midfielder. He's a, a kind of box to box. Yeah. He can play yeah. deeper and he can stay deep. Whereas yeah. I mean, other players, he'll do. One thing is that he will do the running. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll yeah, he, he does run and get the ball and do something with it, like go up up and down the pitch mm-hmm. quite a lot. Then he'll do that. He's like that. He, he, he's like We've that. Got we baldy heated guy that, that comes to fives and just snaps everyone. That's his job. Yeah. Um. But the one that one thing I would say that majority, I'm not really seeing anyone out there in the team that that isn't going to do the run, isn't going to put the effort in. There's not. No, I did. There's not any lazy players no, that have no, called up. There's no Ollie McBurnies um, in the squad. Do you think? Like, yeah. I mean, at least like, yeah. There's no players in that squad that I'm looking at thinking you're going to go on that pitch and you're not going to try. You're not gonna like. You're not gonna yeah. put the money. Yeah, in. like the young guys that have never been called up before. They're if they got on the pitch, they're gonna they're gonna run like yeah. fuck because they need to like that. Not that, the thing is, you're yeah. now playing a major tournament. So it's got implications on your career. Mm-hmm. Should perform really well. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I think it means a lot to a lot of these players. Like I'm, I'm sure even. I hope so. I'm sure, like when um, Billy Gilmore lifts the Euros, like maybe Tuchel might actually see him as a first team uh-huh. player next yeah. season, like as an actual starting midfielder. Jinky's big enough to lift oh, the Euros. I don't know if he'll get it. Nah, I think nah, he's big nah, enough nah, to lift the Euros. He's not that small. Need a bit of help off um, James Forrest. He can help him lift it. He knows how to lift it. No. Look, they'll all get up themselves. Ryan Fletcher as well. Once Billy Gilmore does make his Scotland debut, that will be um, Bill's major achievement of uh, I, having booked I, an international footballer. It could potentially... Be a Champions League winner by then as well. I know. Look at that. I tell you what, I'll be gloating. I'll just, he could. I'll just, I'll just, he could. Yeah. Head, head won't fit through the door. The um, Champions League and the Euros. Wow. Did you referee Nathan Patterson? Nah, I don't think. Though? I don't. I don't think any of us are really getting ahead of ourselves here. We're, we've got to be realistic. One game at a time. Him. One game at a time. I've only got. Yeah, I've only got us getting to the semis of the World Cup. But what in yeah. the Euros for Mali? I mean, look. If American fans think they're going to get to the semis of the World Cup, we could think I, they're yeah. going to get to but, the I mean, final, they, honestly. They just qualify as a result of basically being American where they are. I think we'll yeah, perform they, well. Um, see, to be honest, see as long as we have a good account of ourselves. 
But I'll just yeah. pick up the numbers. I mean, as long as That's as long I... as one of our midfielders like flicks up the ball and volleys it top bins against England, then it'll be fine. As long as we score a goal, I'll be I'll happy at yeah. a goal. A goal and a I, good well, the Czech Republic aren't that good. Okay, so they're not. We've proved that we can beat the Czech Republic on uh-huh. multiple occasions in I... the past few years. Like they're they're an average team on our day. We are. In my opinion, about a better team. I know Croatia got to the final, but they had a lot of older players. Older players. They do. Who aren't as good now. Uh-huh. Um, wrong, they're probably still player for player a better team than us. But, but it is, it is, it is yeah. in Hamden. It's essentially a home game yeah. for us. Yeah. I'm not scared of them. Yeah, I mean, that, that will be the team with uh, the, the, free, the, no, sorry, the 1,900 Scotland fans, or whatever it is. Uh, the Czech Republic and the England the game. Uh, no, we'll we'll meet That's up right. for that one. Uh, we'll be with the party because we'll already we'll already have qualified for the, the next round. Like Monday, so. like two o'clock. No, Monday, two o'clock. Yes. Yeah, yeah Monday. I think I'll o'clock. be the only one that's off. That <laughs> no, I'll, I'm I'm taking it off. I'm going to have to find a television well, I'm, and I'm, work. I'm going away the weekend before, so I just thought I'll take the Monday right. off as well, and then I can watch the Scotland. Yeah. Me and Joe can watch. Yeah, we'll go around to Monday, Friday, Tuesday. Monday, Friday, Tuesday. The Monday, Monday ones are Friday, only the uh, stupid kickoff game. Yeah, the other ones are eight, eight, eight o'clock. Yeah. Eight o'clock. Yeah, it means we can watch them. Um, that Monday. Yeah. Yep. In what a couple of weeks from now, we we do we kick off. We essentially kick off our campaign um, in a friendly against the Netherlands in Portugal. That's gonna be fun. Think so. Yeah. Yeah. It will be um, it will be a good game. And it's all hopefully it's all uphill from then. I don't I. I yeah, wouldn't take I that. So. I wouldn't take anything from that as being I, like we're gonna do well or do no. badly at the Euros. Like it would just it's sort of a tester, uh, a warm well, up. I think, I, I think in the 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 game against the Netherlands, I think he might play the team that he might that he plans yeah. on playing. In the opening game, and in the game against Luxembourg, you know, a wee bit of a lesser opposition, he might, he might test out like the likes of Gilmore and Turnbull, yeah, and maybe, maybe Patterson as well. I can imagine as well. Yeah, like a half-time full eleven yeah. change, just to see. Because although these on paper you can see oh this player is better than that player, but on the day you could say oh, actually they're performing better. Just well, now, I feel so. like Gilmore will be not have that much rest from his Champions League final. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you no. don't need too much rest. But when's the Champions League final? The 30th or something like that? Is it as late as that? Yeah, well, I suppose it was on my birthday one year, wasn't it? So... It's next, yeah, next, next Saturday. Saturday, I believe. A week on Saturday. So the, the 29th. Yeah. 29th to the 2nd of June. Oh, 29th to the yeah. 6th of June, technically, yeah. if you're going for playing in the second game. That's, um, that's a yeah, week. A week's rest. Uh, what's his name's also playing in the Europa League final as well? Yeah. McTominay will. Um, I know that he did pull up against. Film. Um, he, he he's got another day. He's got a yeah, Fulham, just yeah. under a week from now to uh, that. But, yeah, I, I believe Oligon uh, Solskjaer said that he, he expects McTominay to be back fit enough for the Europa League yep. final. So I would imagine that means he's um, fit enough for the Euros as well. So I think we'll be back next Tuesday. It's we'll be back. We're not fully discussed it yet. We're not in. Yeah, we'll, we'll confirm it. 
won't, it won't be the Monday night because the will be final is that day. Yeah. Some point next week. At some point next week, we'll have an altered yeah. schedule. Schedule. Schedule for the um. Throughout the. For the pre Euros, throughout the Euros, and then. Daily roundup. Oh, God. Daily, daily roundup. Yeah, if you want to, Matt. Yeah. Yep. Um, Jur has gone. Yeah. He left us uh, about twenty minutes ago. Um. So. Bye, guys. Uh, like I said, thank you for listening. Uh, every week, it's really good that you take your time out and listen all the way through. So, thank you. Goodbye. Um. And if you'd like to say goodbye, Matt. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. Uh, yep. Yeah, um. All the best, to everyone, and hope we're all getting the the fever for the Euros now. And shout out to the SFA for the good announcement video. Um, Craig. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, yeah, goodbye. Um, I'm I'm getting quite excited as the days go on. And yesterday, when the squad got announced, uh, every time I seen something uh, Euros related, uh, gave me gave me a wee tingle. Yep, I'm definitely you know. gonna cry the first day. Yep. First day, I'm gonna cry. Uh, Billy. Yes, goodbye. The the countdown to the Euros is on. I'm getting more and more of an emotional wreck as we get closer and closer. I don't know how it'll be the first game, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. I'm excited what lies ahead. The worst thing is, that's how we feel when, when we've just qualified for it. We've not even won games yet. I don't know about anyone else, but I think watching the game is going to be an absolute nervous wreck. I don't know what I'd do if we won a game of football. Yep. <laughs> um, like everyone said, I'm fucking, I'm absolutely buzzing. I mean, it just feels so surreal to be in this situation. But who knows? I'm not not expecting us to do fantastic. But you know, make an account of ourselves, and there's big things to come from from this uh, this Scotland side over the year, the next few years. Certainly. Yep. Until next time, we've been the Fireside Podcast, and. Goodbye, good night, and God bless.